Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. My name is James Key, the trivia nerd, and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, I'm Tipster, host and land penguin at the Pinnacle Larder, floating somewhere out in the middle of the Antarctic Ocean. I'm Brittany, a.k.a. Ginny Pond on Twitch, host of Ginny's Cozy Quiz. I'm Aaron with Trivia Smash in Fargo, North Dakota, Trivia Hub internationally, and wherever four out of five dentists approve trivia play. <laughs> and I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment, based out of Chicagoland, but now in New Jersey. Welcome to the episode, everybody. Welcome. Well, you say you're in New Jersey. You're not replacing Chicago, are you? Oh, no, no. We're expanding. I'm national, baby. Oh, man, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, he's sort of the most limited possible definition of national usable. <laughs> Technically, you're coastal. I mean, yeah, Chicago and New Jersey, the two types of America. <laughs> he decided he wanted to source... God. <laughs> Wait, which one's country and which, which one's western? I'm confused. Now. I don't know. That's your job to decide. Good thing I'm not American. I come from Narnia. <laughs> Narnia, I think we annexed it back in 86. So, but 18 or 19, either or. 17, yeah. Both? All those halcyon yeah, both. days. I was going to say, he expanded to New Jersey. It was the logical move so that he could source the best tomatoes for his Chicago dogs. Wait, is New Jersey known for its tomatoes? Is this information I'm just learning? Really? Absolutely is. Yep. Wait. See, I always assumed Garden State being their nickname was like irony. (laughs) Tomatoes, nuclear green relish, sport peppers, mustard, no ketchup. The uh, Chicago spice. dog. It's a hot dog. Celery. Oh, yeah, it's just, oh, it's hot dog. That goes okay. on a dog. Yeah. I, like a, a banger. Oh, yeah, a hot dog. Okay. I heard <laughs> Chicago dogs, dog and I was like, do dogs from Chicago have a very specific diet? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, and Chicago dogs is also the name of an independent baseball team in the Illinois area as well. I was just going to riff on that, but it turns out it's an actual fact, so I figured I'd let you take it away there. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? Yeah, we have we have a history of, of naming our teams after weird shit. There is a, a Major League Soccer franchise called uh, the Chicago Fire because we laugh at our misery. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to I the I mean, the club. next thing you'll hear, there's like the San Jose Earthquakes or whatever. The Miami Fusion. <laughs> is that really a problem a in Miami? a dark episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> hey, Zippos. really, yeah. Oh, no, no, you didn't. You didn't go there. You didn't. Uh, All right, so we've no. established that episode 65 is not going to be that serious of an episode. Out of the gate, cool. Yep, okay, fine, sure. Tipster wore his best bow tie and everything for this episode, and y'all have just changed the culture on him. <laughs> Apparently so. Actually, no. I mean, let's let's take a moment because we're recording this via video for reasons I don't understand. Being an audio medium, <laughs> and do you, I? you are wearing arguably a tie, but it's inarguably a, I mean, bad a scarf. It's yeah, a it's a scarf. I don't or know. That mascot. super looks like a necktie that a four-year-old would have attempted to tie. I'm just saying. 
Have you well, he seen only has flippers. these arms? They, it's ve uh, a. They're very short. B. Like, have you like try wearing mittens and tying a tie? You're just why do you saying. Mittens? No, it's you know because he's got the flippers and they you know they oh. do the thing and it's like you try doing this wearing some mittens, oh like bondage you know? gloves. Gotcha. Okay. Bondage gloves. No, nope, not going into it. Nope, 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 nope. Tipster's down a rabbit hole. He very much corrupting the the youth of of the the English nation. I tell you. By the way, as I record my stint of this episode live from South Padre Island, Texas, on family vacation, say hi to my mother-in-law's dog, who is deciding now, of all the times in the last week, to be vocal. Pika. Oh. Yep. Choo. Bless you. Yeah, I keep trying to get her to say her name. It doesn't work. <laughs> pika, pika. All right, as much as the loyal listener uh, is here to hear us uh, kind of fuck around and find out, I, we should probably get into the meat and bones of this episode. What do you folks think? Possibly. I mean, I don't know. Are we ever going to get there? No, see... The episode notes say, you know, introduction and recap of last week's events for five to ten minutes. It's been five to ten minutes. We have done no recap of last week's events, and I'm okay with that. We are good to what move you, on. What do you Did anything last happen week? last week? Uh, supposedly, James had a kidney stone. Yep. Not anymore, though. Mm. Thumbs hey. up to that. Hey. Uh, remember, it's the real kidney stones that we met along the way that matter. <laughs> At least you know you passed well, yours. I, I'm still in oh, limbo. Yeah. I, oh. I, but, what would yeah, you grade your that. kidney stone? Because you <laughs> passed it, so we obviously got better than an F. Uh, no. Oh, no. I would give it a P, but that doesn't... Uh... Oh, you can grade yeah. it on pass-fail. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> And it was in well, that then, moment uh, the tipster remembered how great the episodes he's been on lately, not featuring me, have been. <laughs> it's at this moment I realized I don't have enough towels for this episode. <laughs> oh, no. I have a couple socks uh, lying loose. That's about the best I can offer you. Let's do it. Don't Meat and Bones. Them. We are talking about some uh, some tops and bottoms. Mm. I'll, I'll let that <laughs> linger for a moment. Uh, and then redirect to the fact that we're talking about uh, kind of our best and worst moments in our professional careers as trivia writers, uh, either in private or public events. Uh, yeah, let's hit some highs and lows. So, how do we want to break this conversation down? Oh, let's, let's start on a high note, have a few lows in the middle and finish on a high note. I think, yeah, a, a, a low sandwich. How about yeah, a low that's, sandwich? That's way more, I don't know, structured than I was thinking we were gonna do, but I will Oh, okay, it. no, 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 let's just, let's just, Throw it against the wall and see what sticks, which, No, that's spaghetti, fair, not sandwiches. Uh, I don't know, meatball subs might be in that uh, sweet spot. Ooh, maybe. I've been eating my sandwiches all wrong. <laughs> so meatballs tips are, are like bangers, but round. <laughs> I know that. It's only because all we eat are sandwiches. Sandwiches. Ham is the best. <laughs> Thankfully, the loyal listener to this episode will get that reference. Okay. Sorry, I'm on this new kick where we're doing all of this work for one person. So, hi, loyal listener. You know who you are. <laughs> I think I know who it is, too. All right, let's, yeah. Um, right, I'm let's on the podcast this time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 
crap. <laughs> wait. Wait, one of your sons wait, listens to the podcast too, right? Okay, no. good, 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 good. Okay. No, we don't we don't do enough anime memeing or telling people to like, share, and subscribe for either of my kids to listen regularly. Mm. So let's talk about our top ten betrayals, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my unboxing video. <laughs> now I have auditory format for your viewing pleasure. Oh, that reminds me. Aaron, have you ever unironically said, don't forget to trivia smash that like button in your hosting career? Oh, no. no, because uh, because a lot of my trivia smash stuff is live, whereas the trivia hub end of things is ah. all virtual. I mean, you could go to like Staples and get an easy button and just relabel it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That, that was that easy. That very much feels like it'd be on brand for you. Uh, we have a, a fellow streamer who does uh, like quiz kit style trivia online. Uh, shout out to Randomish Game Show. And he has a sound effect drop that is somebody just saying that was easy. And I'm a level with you um, as a player slash host. That sound effect kind of annoys me. But it goes back to that mantra of what's easier for you is not necessarily a gimme for anybody else. You know, does he that only drop it on ones where everyone gets the question or uh, I think so. OK, typically socials. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I don't. It's it's not so much the use mm -hmm. case of it that bothers me as just the existence of it, you know. Because you've got people presumably who are listening in and not actively participating, and you know, it, it lends itself to that you know hierarchical, you know, I'm better than you kind of mentality, which you know, trivia is never known for. Then conversely, not. conversely, does the use of the doe sound, the Homer Simpson doe sound, bother you as much when it's an antisocial? Not as much because I feel like people already, you know, kick people while they're down. Why not? That's pretty much where I'm going with this. <laughs> Drop the Macho Man elbow. Wait, that's another podcast. Anyway, we should yeah. get into ours. Best ofs. Brittany, what's the best moment you've had hosting? Uh, I was not expecting to be the first one to talk about this. Cause and that's why you are. <laughs> I know. I've got like, I don't know, two months hosting experience. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint a best moment hosting. I'm trying um, to think of a few myself. You've, I, you've written some absolute banger questions. Now, tipster bangers are like sausages. I, yeah, I know we came... Uh, uh, Wait, you're just uh, the... Speaking of bangers... <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. Speaking of bangers, I do think the reaction to my bang bangers and mash question was everything I hoped it would be. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk us through that one uh, for the loyal listener real quick? It was, a, it was a before and after style question, and I needed the word banger in a theme round about junky cars. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had a question on there, and it was like, it's something like Ariana Grande, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj sit down for a traditional English breakfast made with sausage and potatoes Ooh, and okay. the answer was bang bangers and mash and i could feel both like some chuckles and groans coming through the screen at me <laughs> people have mostly forgotten that i have a boo counter in my channel uh, because mm. no one uses it to boo my puns anymore because they're just so frequent or amazing i don't know one of those two See, that's a really good question. I remember when that came up on your uh, your game. Can I offer a slight edit that I think would have gone over terribly? Yes. Uh, calling it a Nicki Minaj a toi. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh, is that no. what the sausages are for? I didn't know that's the, the kind of worst we were talking about today. <laughs> oh no, this was—we're still in the best, my friend. Okay. So wait a minute. Is is that when the person who recorded pound the alarm also pounds with two other people? I was gonna. I was trying to make a verse pun and it didn't fly. It's fine. Everything's oh, fine. Oh no, I got it. I got oh, it. Oh, I got it too. Okay. Just... <laughs> but that is a different kind of bang banging. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes those moments where you know you in charge of the social setting that everybody's opted into just mm -hmm. kind of lean into the collective groan moment. Those mm -hmm. those can hit your soul right. Mm -hmm. well, what about you, James? You've uh, you've been both live. <laughs> and online in a couple different contexts. Uh, anything yeah. jump into you as, as kind of a key moment? Yeah. Um, Except that one, my, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my last shows that was live was a fundraiser for a high school girls softball team. And it was diversely attended, we'll say. Uh, I had no idea who was going to be there. Uh, other than, you know, supporters of the team, friends, family, and the whatnot. But I happen to have a category where I found the translations of 10 Disney movie titles into Spanish. And I gave those to the players, and all they had to do was give me the English title back again. And uh, I had, uh, luckily, a wireless mic with me. And about three questions in, I stop at a, a table, and they are speaking furiously in Spanish, with each other. And I'm like, aha, I got the ringers right here. And we had a good time pointing them out and saying, you know, if they don't get this perfect 10 on this one, then, then I've done something wrong because I got these translations, you know, from uh, various sources on the internet, tried my very best to, uh, uh, you know, make sure that they were all correct. And, and for the most part, I think that they, they all went all well and they had a great time with it. They were just so happy to have been accidentally included in that way. Uh, so, you know, they, they were able to, I, I couldn't even tell you how they scored on that, but, uh, you know, when we went through, uh, some of the answers, they were just piping up saying, yeah, because this is the, uh, the, you know, like, uh, the little mermaid was Sirenita. And so they were saying, yeah, Ita is for little and Siren, like for siren, like, a you know, a, a sea creature. And so it had to be the little mermaid. And I was like, you all are the best. Thank you so much for that. And it, it just turned out to be a good connecting moment for, me as a host to the players and from the, you know, the players to the others. So that was one of a, just a really fun highlight that I had at that show among other things. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it's a shame that you don't live anywhere near me. Get on that move. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I, I am planning on coming up to visit Chicago sometime. Uh, I hear there are some trivia hosts up there. Uh, they have a, a podcast, four of them, and they're just great guys, you know? So, uh, you know, and, oh, well, you're, if you get up to Chicago, uh, back there again, too, I guess I could, uh, come see you there, Jason. Yeah, I uh, there's some good podcast hosts and, uh, at least one punchable face from conversations we've had earlier in the day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I do have a, uh, I've got a nephew up there who might be getting married and it'll be a great excuse to get up there and I'd love Wait, to see you Why are we you punching your nephew in the there. face on this, the day of no, his no, wedding? No, no, no. <laughs> was an I mean, that's one refuse. way to object, I suppose. <laughs> if anybody has reason to speak against this, there you go. Oh my goodness! 
right, Tipster, give me a, uh, a favorite moment at the Pinnacle Larder, if you would. Uh, well, funnily enough, my favorite moment uh, at an event was not necessarily at the Pinnacle Larder. It was Ooh, okay. um, when uh, we docked in Chicago one night um, for a very special guest stream. Uh, and um, funnily enough, uh, there was one particular round that went down very well indeed. And now some people have some ringtones yes, that they will I forever cherish. Uh, that we effectively, what happened is um, I kind of nabbed Lee, aka Broken Buzz's uh, jukebox. It was broken. Um, we tried to fix it using some parts we had lying around in the larder kind of used some parts from a time machine and songs from way back when and the now got smashed together and uh, I needed the people of Twitch chat to help me unravel the melody from the lyrics uh, and it was just yeah it was a ride I think I you're missing say. a like, very important element of that round's presentation and that was that you sang every question I did, and I I still think that my singing is not all that great, but other people disagree. Um, it was a thing of beauty, my friend. So if anybody wasn't there, just to, to kind of provide context of what's going on, he took the melody of some long-standing beloved songs and replaced the lyrics of those with lyrics from other songs. So it was an absolute head case mind fucky kind of thing that somehow had all the potential to go very very badly and yet landed every single one of them uh much to the delight of all the players based on the feedback that uh was posted in chat that night it was less it was less broken karaoke as it was karaoke mashup hell and i loved every <laughs> single one of them. karaoke mashup hell is gonna be my, my new testimonial uh <laughs> You have oh my, my blessing. It, it it was one of those things that I'd worked kind of so long and hard on that uh, to actually get a good reception for it was a relief more than anything, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it went down well. The get rates were good. Everybody loved it. And even when people didn't get it, they were enjoying it. And that for me is what it's all about, is enjoying yourself. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I do have another moment. Another best moment. If, take it away. The floor is yours. Uh, and this, again, uh, was a very special uh, guest-hosted round in a particular birthday stream where there was a particular mystery theme uh, for a particular person whose birthday it was. And I'm going to let Jason take this from here. I, did, I am... I kid you not the worst person to take it from here because uh, I was in that stream too and it may or may not have been my 40th birthday and there may or may not have been a lot of rum that night. Uh, but the, the brief and intermittent memories I have of this beautiful round was that the mystery theme was all hats. And at one point, uh, you encouraged me as a participant to uh, no longer actually type in my answer and instead use the camera and the hatalog to answer in the form that I felt suited the stream best uh, by donning the particular hat of of choice. See, the, the thing is, the thing is that there were people in chat and people who were answering who got it before you did. 
And I'm just there like, just you wait. Just you wait until you see what happens. It's fine. No, I, I already uh, established that we were like five drinks in that night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and as soon as the light bulb dropped, I, I swear, I'm like, son of a... <laughs> I had it literally in front of me yeah, the whole the time. The whole time. And, and that, that was, was, that just... was an amazing moment, though, for sure. And thank you for, for all the hard work and thoughtfulness you put into that. That was spectacular, my friend. It is absolutely no problem. And thank you to jeremy for trusting me with that yeah he has his moments every once in a while <laughs> so uh what about you jason what is your best personal moment of hosting a private game or just yeah, generally I've, hosting yeah i've been i've been mulling this one over uh which is why i threw it to three of you first before it came to me uh and just now the light bulb uh turned on for me as to what maybe my favorite moment as a pub trivia host has been. And that was the, uh, the Monday night immediately preceding Halloween, where I walked into my longstanding Monday night show, my flagship show uh, here in Chicagoland. And it took about three minutes for me as I'm setting up and loading all my equipment in to realize everybody looks a little bit different than usual. Uh, I, I saw an abundance of Deadpool themed t-shirts. Uh, I saw... 30 or 40 people wearing sweatpants. Uh, a couple people had brought headset microphones with them and wireless <laughs> keyboards. And it dawned on me about three minutes in that to a person, every one of my longstanding trivia players decided to pay homage to me and dress up uh, as me for the night. <laughs> it was it was absolutely a labor of love. One of my regulars had decided like three weeks earlier to put together. It was from what I understand, it was absolutely an appreciation thing and not like a, a vicious mockery kind of thing. Um, mm. But yeah, there were like 40 to 50 people all dressed up in some way, shape or form emulating me. And we got some pictures. Uh, if I remember, I will post them uh, to the Discord so we can get them on the website and in the show notes of just a literal room full of people looking like douchebags. It was great. And, and honestly, it wasn't even like the visual effect that, that really did me. Just the thought that these people cared enough to, to put together behind, behind the scenes, behind my back, this big, for no other reason than, hey, we like you and we want you to know that uh, kind of event. Just it, it touched me in a way that in you know the 17 or so years that I've been hosting professional entertainment uh, has touched me maybe once or twice otherwise. It was... I, I was I was moved to tears. I'm not over exaggerating that in any way. It was actually really hard to do my job that night, uh, and it also led to one of my favorite team names of all time, which has survived that for almost two years now. Uh, a team of mine that played pretty regularly would change their name from week to week, so I don't know what else to call them other than that team. Uh, but that night, they finally landed on a permanent name, and that name is Moron Ass Job. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds funny and gets funnier when you realize that it is a perfect anagram of Jason Borsum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they homaged me and their team name and they have not changed it since and we're two years in now. Uh, Aaron, give me some uh, greatest hits. Um, cool, that was wanna, fantastic. Thank you. Wannabe, <laughs> wannabe by the Spice Girls. <laughs> That's a greatest hit, isn't it? It's also 25 years old. 
live. But it is a banger, which for purposes of this tipster is a song that bops. (laughs) Not bops, just bops. Uh, Some of my some of my greatest events. Some of my greatest uh, events. uh, Being absolutely completely obliterated for my fortieth birthday. Which I was hosting a live event at. Uh, this is this is pre world shutting down times. If mm-hmm. we all remember what that, if we all remember what the outside looks like, imagine that. Yeah. Have it in your head. It's yeah. like the inside, but louder uh, and brighter. It's, and it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Hotter because it's hard to say it's your fortieth birthday without having the entire bar go. Can we buy you a shot, please? Wait. So if you turn like forty the... outside the pandemic, people provide your liquor for you. Good to know. Apparently, apparently, and if you turn forty inside the pandemic, uh, people people shower you with love. Yeah, and your wife gets you forty tiny bottles of Captain Morgan and porn. And then, yeah, that is something I did. Yeah, that is something that did happen. That, that Not is to something me. that did happen to, some, to somebody else. For all <laughs> inquiries, get... look at look at courage at. Uh, I'm like kind of the same kind of the same thing because it's one thing that I've learned uh I doing it online one of the best things that ever happened still kind of that sort of thing was being taunted by an entire room of French people telling me I needed to have a drink at eight in the morning on a Wednesday <laughs> because they had decided it was already time for them. It was <laughs> about two, three in the it's afternoon. About three, for about, them. Three, about three o'clock in the afternoon for them, and they're just like, "Come on, come on, do a shot, do a shot, come on, Ozzy, baguette, whatever oh, the French they... people are." <laughs> yes, that's that's the that's the French version of cheers, baguette. That is totally what they say <laughs> as they clink their glasses fair. together. Is toast adjacent? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for it. taking that from me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be quicker on these, James. Uh, oh. We're always glad you came, though. So That joke no, was I... panful. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right, I so like you getting little... drunk at 8 in the morning on a Wednesday. Getting drunk at 8 in the morning, morning okay. and, you know, I mean, it's one of my highlights. Uh I found that when I started transitioning from online or from uh, live shows to online, I had a lot. Now, when I transitioned and I switched over to another company, I was doing shows on Zoom as my basic platform. So I had a lot more interaction and a lot more engagement with people. And that really changed things immensely. So I would say that within the past year and a half since the pandemic started, almost everything I've done on Zoom is one of the best things I've done, save for a couple of them. And we'll get into those in just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we are we are at that point, aren't we? We started off on a high note. Um, let's let's get into the the dirty side of the the industry. Uh, worst moments you've had, be it, uh, you know, in a public show, in a private context, um, just anything to do with trivia, playing, hosting, writing. Uh, and let's, I don't know, let's start with Aaron. We started with you last for the last one. Online. 
I am I really wish that they would invent a mute button for the outside world sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because oh good fucking night. I wish I could mute people in the real world sometimes. Uh, I have those events where you have the people that become so pedantic and so utterly pushy that, and that's the problem is that online people are at their computers. They have this thing called the World Wide Web at their fingertips and they look up every single fucking question that you ask to make sure that their answer fits the specific in. And I don't know about the rest of everyone here. I know uh, with Brittany and Tipster being primarily just online and with James and Jason both kind of doing live online and in person to an extent. I have never had to be more careful about question writing, about sourcing all of my materials than I do now. Nothing says painful than what happened to me about three weeks ago on a show where I got absolutely torn up and down for an hour straight. Oh, Jesus. Because one of my questions, it wasn't one of those, it wasn't one of those, it kept going sort of things. It was callback, the callback, the callback, Mm -hmm. the callback. And I think we've all experienced that where it's just people let it go. It's fine. I fixed the problem. We solved it. But you gotta keep digging in. And that's probably one of the worst things. Other than people who don't shut up. And I I think we could all agree that, you know, choosing the life of a professional trivia host and writer means uh, that our mental health and self-esteem are super high and always stable. So, so, you know, that, that stuff just goes like water off our backs, obviously. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I right. don't know about you. I don't cry in a corner for half an hour after a show sometimes. No, who does that? Come on. I don't I don't have a tiny little bottle of medicated, you know, don't hate myself sitting right behind me right now or anything. It's the 151. That's why it's there. There you go. Uh, so as, as far as me and worse stuff, I, I feel like I've told some of the horror stories from my online space. Uh, and, you know, a lot of our listener uh, were probably there for some of them. Uh, and I don't know that I want to reopen those wounds. I, I will throw this out there that nothing is worse than, you know, hosting and like debuting an event at a venue and nobody shows up. Uh, mm. Kind of coming out of, you know, the, the, the big portion of the pandemic lockdown, I'm trying to phrase this carefully because the time of the recording, we're probably going to go back into another one at some point. Um, this was probably around January, February of 2021. We started at a venue uh, in a town known for its bars and nightlife. We were right there on the main strip. It was a newer establishment. Uh, owners I had worked with previously bought a, a like tap house uh, renovated it and wanted to bring us in. Uh, and it was great. The first night, uh, it was our first live show in months. Two people showed up, not, well, I mean, two teams by, by virtue of it, but, uh, yeah, two one person teams showed up, obviously wasn't enough to validate, uh, running the show and, and trying to charge the venue. So we said, you know what, let's, let's adjust the start time. Cause it was starting relatively early. Uh, this was more of a nightlife place. Let's move the start time an hour later and we'll try again. We'll hit it up on social media. We'll make a big push. Uh, all of that happened. And the next week, nobody showed up. 
And the week after that, nobody showed up. And the fourth week, nobody showed up. Uh, and we pretty quickly lost the account. Uh, I had to send a staff member out there four times. I had to go out there myself three times. Um, spent a lot of effort and in, in time and money in marketing. I lost some income online personally because I had to go be out there. Uh, I had to pay my staff member. It was just, it was a suck sandwich all the way around. And then I found out the venue wasn't enforcing uh, COVID protocols and was having issues with their patrons being publicly intoxicated and they ended up losing their liquor license. Uh, so, I mean, all's well that ends well, but boy, I wish I would have known that, you know, two months earlier. Mm. I, I had the same, boy, I don't want to say the same because it was nowhere near, you know, uh, uh, having my very first independent venue uh, some months ago, and I I even talked about it some here on the podcast, uh, where first night was a, a three-team event, maybe, and there was uh, another team that came in halfway. They, they weren't an official team. They were just kind of playing along if nobody got the answers right. And, you know, it, it was like, you know, a first night break into the way things were going to work. I was just like, you know what, th things will get better next week. Uh, you know, we'll keep advertising it on whatever social media we can, uh, you know, talk it up uh, at, at the bar. And the next week comes and there is absolutely nobody there at start time and nobody, anybody that was already there, the very few patrons that were there, nobody was interested in playing. Um, and it was just pretty much right then and there that the owner said, well, I guess we'll just not do this and maybe I'll talk to you when the weather gets colder, because that's when people want to play trivia. I'm not, I'm not really sure what the logic is in that necessarily, but uh, uh, I really don't know if I feel like I'm going to go back to that place in October, which is what she suggested. Uh, it, it just felt like, you know, it, it was just a failed experiment, unfortunately. It just didn't work out. Uh, and it's, I, I just don't know if it would be worth giving it another shot especially since I did find another place to go to. And well, that's got its own things going on right now, which are a little bit wavery, but we won't uh, expound on that just yet. We'll just see how the uh, events unfold, so to speak. Now, to, to interject a little bit on something you had said, from my experience in the industry, I will parrot the point uh, that spring and fall are your big bar draw seasons. Uh, summer is too hot, too much other stuff going on. People get really excited to do outdoor events, go out of town for weekends, concerts, that kind of stuff in a typical year. Uh, and winter is obviously problematic, especially if you live in an area that's susceptible to, to cold weather and snow because people don't want to leave their house. It gets dark so much earlier. Uh, you know, driving conditions are, are often hazardous. So uh, rule of thumb for me for a good long time was that most of the year my phone doesn't ring with job opportunities, uh, but it will blow up in like March and September. Um, you know, that's when both venues will be looking to change up their entertainment and I'll lose a couple gigs, but other venues will be looking to add stuff to supplement and I'll gain it and I'll kind of wash this out with a net positive. But yeah, I will, I will occasionally go four or five months without a booking call and then get three in a week because of the seasonal nature of the, the bar and restaurant industry. So, um, to, to that end, consider it in October, you might get a better turnout, especially with some ideal distance between us and the worst of the pandemic uh crossing the crap out of my fingers on that one yeah i mean the the one good thing 
that I want to say about this venue is it's like five minutes from my house. So, I mean, that would just be so convenient to be able to, to get to and back, uh, you know, and, and it is kind of weird because I, it was actually March when we started talking about this. And I did say I wanted to wait until after March Madness is over so that we're not, you know, button ourselves up against any basketball games. But well, yeah, Louisville is uh, you know, a pretty big college basketball town in general. So generally so. Yeah. So uh, it's it's just something I didn't want to compete against, as it were. Sure. Um, who have we not heard from yet on Horror Stories? Tipster. Um. So. I, I may have... No, I'm asking you, who have we not heard from yet? Oh, right. Um, uh, not me, and I, I don't oh, know... Oh, okay, if... well, then you might as well take it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I guess. Sure. Um, worst thing that happened at a trivia event for me. Um, I'm going to go two ways with this one. Uh, first of all, my worst experience of hosting a trivia event, and then I'm going to feed into my worst experience of being at a trivia event, because... That's something that honestly irked me and propelled me into actually hosting trivia in the first place. Um, so the first uh, the first time around bombed like it the concept didn't hit it didn't play well and people didn't get it and didn't gel with it. Um, there were complaints in chat there were complaints from people. Um, and when it's something much like the, um, the band that I was talking about earlier that you've put a lot of time and effort and thought into, and people are just like, I want this to be over. Can we stop this? Please get me off this ride. It's really disheartening because, you know, you've spent three, four days on this and it doesn't work. It doesn't work as intended it it just like it is heart shattering um uh it is should it, i should i jump in with the reason i don't do picture rounds more or less ever i mean go right ahead uh so i you know way back before the days of the online platform that i use now um you know i wrote my own software and i in a in an updated version decided to build in the capability to do picture questions I did an entire round of them as proof of concept at one of my shows. And the concept uh, was that I was going to show you a picture of a Little Miss slash Mr. Men figure and give you multiple choice options as to the name of that particular figure. I think the highest anybody did in that round, and it was about a 13 team night, was five out of 10. Uh, the median score was like two and everyone hated it. And it the feedback I got in real time was so groanably this was a bad idea that i basically fucked off the concept of picture rounds for years does this kind of call back to the whole when aaron was on a few episodes ago if i remember correctly at the time of this uh aaron was talking about having done a round where it was all tiktok celebrities mm -hmm. and it, it went does, over does sound very went over so yeah. badly it's I'd, I'd have to agree. The reason why I I tend to avoid just straight picture rounds, mm -hmm. personally, and I tend to stick to more moving picture rounds, just because I do find I personally I get a little more engagement out of it. Mm -hmm. Just because, uh, to example, one of the rounds that I do is, I will take 
and I do just separate questions. I don't do chunks usually in my games. I do separate questions one after another. One of the questions that I will do is pixel perfect, I call it. So I take a, I take a uh, GIF of a movie. I say RG, deal. And I will pixelate it. And it's a very famous scene. So imagine the uh, the lightsaber battle on the uh, in Cloud City, mm-hmm. where it's dark. You have the orange glow. You have the you have the blue and the red striking each other. Now imagine that like three seconds of that pixelated and looped, and that's one of that's a, that's a concept that I use. So it's still recognizable to people yeah. because people recognize it. But I did one one time where I used the snow globe falling over in Citizen Kane. Ooh. And I had so many uh... fuck yous because of that. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge cinephile, but remind me, Citizen Kane is exclusively black and white, is it not? Yes, it is. <laughs> ah. it, it is. It is, which is why I didn't pixelate that one too hard, but I still oh, okay. see the... You could see that you could see the ball roll and down and break, and you could see, you could see the lips go. Okay, because so I was I was picturing spoilers. this more in a yeah, just block oh, basically sorry. identify the scene <laughs> from the color palette, and then you choosing a black and white movie. Um, nothing sounds more Aaron to me than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tricksy bastard. What do you want? <laughs> so I. I... I think this falls into the thing of like when we make questions a lot of the time because we're used to seeing them and used to looking them they're a lot easier for us to get or at least we think they are so like yeah you could probably see the ball rolling but to anybody else they're not looking for a ball rolling yeah, I guess they're, they're, they're trying to figure out well and it also has to do with uh, audience reach because sometimes that's mm-hmm. another thing that causes bad events i've found is that you fail to recognize the content reach of the audience you're uh-huh. expecting them to go oh well citizen kane is a you know citizen kane it's a well-known loved movie that i'm sure a lot of people have seen i think that night i had 11 teams and two teams got it right it's it's Which one of those i feel like a lot of people have heard of and not as many have seen. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Is it's like it is very prominent in trivia, but it's not something people have actively gone to not, see. Not so much in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Mm. That um, actually that dovetails yeah. a little bit into uh, one of my favorite best of moments. Just to derail for a second. So <laughs> I think I might have talked about this on the podcast, but if not, I hosted a middle school graduation event uh, for a local. Uh, middle school uh, about two months ago and I wanted to do an audio round uh, and I wanted to be cheeky about it so I wrote a round called Songs Before Your Time uh, and I took the <laughs> year-end billboard hits from the year 2006 you know yeah, way that, that back round when, hurt my feelings <laughs> uh, realizing that most of the the people who'd be playing this by virtue of being in middle school which for purposes of tipster is grades six through eight uh, in most places here in the U.S. So the oldest uh, player I had was 14, and this okay. was in 2021. So the presumption is none of these kids were alive when these songs first hit the airwaves. But I picked 
really recognizable songs and really recognizable artists and just asked them to name the artists. Nothing made me feel older and sadder and gave me a bigger laugh than when I played, I think it was Bad Day by Daniel Powder, the number one song of the year. Oh no. Uh, and a team went, I don't know, one of those guys who did Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> well, that's a good poll. <laughs> yeah, off by about 40 I mean... years, but okay. <laughs> Uh, there's been re-releases with people who sound like Daniel Powter. I can see where I mean, they're coming Clay, from. You know, to be like... fair, Clay Aiken would have been way, 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 way closer, except they went to the trouble of saying one of the guys uh, referring to the duo who did Bridge Over Troubled mm. Water. Oh, oh, you mean Will Young and Gareth Gates? Huh? No, okay, that didn't make <laughs> it over there. That's fine. <laughs> no, wait, whatever the hell you're talking about didn't I missed what Tip said. What'd you say? Uh, Will Young and Gareth Gates. They were the two people who won Pop Idol over here. Uh, well, one of them won. One of them was a runner-up. They did a duet, Bridge Over Troubled Water. And, yeah, it was a thing that happened. Okay. I'm moving swiftly on. So I don't know if the Daniel Powder, Simon and Garfunkel thing actually was the worst misidentification. I had that round because I just looked. Uh, in the previous question, I played Danny California by Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, that deep dive cut that that song is. And the thing that made my heart hurt <laughs> was a team guessing Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> by Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Yes, that was the oh, one that was the worst. God. Oh, no. 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 I mean, and just... and then there's painfully wrong. Is that kids just being kids, or are they, like, really trying to guess Johnny Cash as the answer? I, I don't know. In all honesty, I can't predict a 12-year-old's mentality, and I'm grateful for that, frankly. But that, that one hurt my damn soul. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. uh, Brittany, do you have any worst of moments you want to share? Uh, nothing that hits quite like that. I suppose my worst, I, I'll kind of speak to two. Uh, one being from an emotional standpoint and one just being from a mental standpoint, I guess. So like from a mental standpoint, I know I had a question one time that I wrote that was... Um, it talked about a TikTok star. It wasn't, I didn't ask the TikTok star because I figured that wasn't going to fly. Um, but it had, that was probably my highest participation night. And I think one or two teams pulled the answer on it. And I had a lot of people in the chat, like this, this question just, told me how old I am. Like, I feel so ancient after <laughs> reading this question because it was like, I mean, it was, it was a TikTok star and it was a question about his appearance on the Jimmy Fallon show. Um, okay. and it was, yeah. And it was uh, a very cheesy question in so many well, ways. That's what you get um, for trying to appeal to the youth's culture, Brittany. Yeah. Apparently I have tried to appeal to the youths and my channel doesn't appeal to the youths in mass, probably because I have a mature rating and ban the youths from my channel. But <laughs> okay. it seem a little antithetical. <laughs> so from like a mental like learning standpoint, that was probably one of my worst moments because I'm like, oh, I just really mishit that entire thing because not only like 
did it not play well, which I had had happen before, then I had a lot of people like, oh, I feel so old. And I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't make people not want to come back because I was still really new to thing. And then I mm. guess from an emotional standpoint, when you kind of, um, and one of the things we didn't mention in episode 64 when Aaron was first on is that Aaron actually co-writes my game with me. Um, so sometimes when I'm hosting, and I'm sure we've all hosted questions that we didn't write ourselves, when you get challenged on a question that you didn't write and do the research on, and then you have, you're have you in that position of, oh, now I have to defend this answer. Hold on. Let me do a quick search. And it's like, and then it's, you know, it's one of those things where it kind of, from an emotional standpoint, makes you feel like, oh, I didn't prepare enough for this or this is going to be really off-putting to my audience because I don't have the answers right on hand or, you know, and, and then it's, it kind of dovetails into one of those things that, you know, the next week when you come back online and you don't have as many teams playing in the chat, it starts to get to you because you're like, well, what is it about me that pe like, that's not resonating? Why aren't people coming back kind of thing? And then you start spiraling into all those oh, well, that question didn't play well. I didn't have a good answer on that one. Somebody challenged that one and I had to go look it up and, you know, didn't immediately have a response kind of thing. And so for that, it's kind of like, I guess the worst moments are the ones where you feel like you've failed as a host or a writer um, mm -hmm. or that, at least for me, because like you said, we all have great self-esteem and high mental stability. So mm -hmm. nothing ever gets to us. Mm -hmm. it, oh, no doubt. Except no one told me that before I signed the contract saying that I would host trivia. So <laughs> <laughs> Now, Brittany, to help you out, can I give you two very important but separate but related uh, pieces of advice? Does one of them have to do with bangers? No, unfortunately, no, but we'll, we'll okay. circle down <laughs> onto that. See, sausage patties are like circular bangers. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yep, no, the two pieces okay. of, of separate but related advice are, one, there are two types of players that you want to encourage being in your games. Uh, the, the people who make the games fun for everybody and the people who don't. Uh, and there are two types of trivia players, uh, the players that are awesome and the players that suck. Um, if you want to one-to-one -one correlate those, cool i'm not gonna stop you by any means and i heartily encourage it uh but the moral of the story is the people who give you a hard time uh or the people you think aren't there anymore because you didn't do an a plus job hand to god are the people that you're not gonna miss long term that's all i got for you buddy i realize nodding on an auditory platform is not <laughs> yeah, i'm the listener Brittany nodded in agreement yeah. See, in um, my case, they can hear the beans rattling in my head. You, on the other <laughs> hand, it's, it's full matter. Well, yeah, since, since you got into stuff that kind of hit emotionally, I figure I'll take a moment and address this. So uh, especially now that I'm in this environment again here on vacation in South Padre Island. So I streamed here uh, back in November and December for about six weeks uh, dealing with some family stuff. Um, and I was doing my regular game and I started, that was around the time that the garden path, final question kind of started happening because I had a whole bunch of downtime and I was looking at ways to tweak and kind of improve my game. And I had this genius idea, um, genius being in air quotes for purposes of this conversation. So, you know, I started doing it and we did it about two or three, maybe four times uh, before 
after one game, one of my longstanding regular and at the time uh, well-respected players decided to pipe in the chat and say, you know, nobody likes feeling stupid. And that shattered me. I went into a, I don't want to say catatonic, but I was, I was emotionally dead for about four days. Uh, it ultimately led to some mental health things changing on my end, and I'm, I'm better now. Uh, but I, I stopped doing that type of question for several months um, because I was so wrecked by the notion that, you know, somebody I thought I respected and admired uh, took umbrage with it. And by virtue of that me, that I, I said to myself, you know, I, I don't, this was my genius idea. This was the big smarty pants thing that I thought I was doing and my best sucked. So what am I kind of mentality? And that emotionally was the worst moment I have ever had uh, as an entertainer in 17 years. And I have gone off on people uh, over a microphone. So for that to be my worst moment really says something. Because I think we all strive to not make our audience feel struggle with questions. I mean, that's the first and foremost, we're there to entertain, but we're also there to provide a challenge. So you are going to have those questions that some people will have issue with, just like me and the Citizen Kane pixelated mm. one. Some people will get it. Some people won't get it. Some people will enjoy it. Some people will hate it. And some people will say it made them feel dumb. I've I've had that instance with myself where I felt I didn't feel mentally competent playing a game before, but I also know that it was something that didn't exist within my wheelhouse. And part of me says that that's what's happening with these people that do say, I don't like trivia that makes me feel dumb. When you say something like that to me, that's saying, I don't like trivia. That's something that I don't instantly recognize and know. Mm. And and more so, something that I think I'm one of the few that would know. Mm -hmm. Even more because so. Because let's, I, I don't think anybody sincerely wants to go to a trivia night where all the answers are automatic slash juvenile in difficulty. Uh, because where's the fun in that? Where's the differentiation? If you go to a trivia night and there's 10 teams and nine teams have perfect scores, that's... I don't think anybody would think that's a good trivia night. I certainly wouldn't. Um, but yeah, it's a fine balance, honestly, in engaging difficulty. And the best question you can sometimes ask yourself is, well, whether or not it hit for this room, whether or not somebody complained about the difficulty of the question, do I feel it is a fair trivia question to ask a group of trivia participants? And if you can answer yes, then you're fine. And let the chips fall where they may. And that if, might if your question is asking, you know, the eighth largest city in Senegal, no, probably not. Uh, but if you ask a question where, you know, maybe you threw a hint in and the hint was two shades of easy to get enough that nobody picked up on it. Um, and the fact is still gettable and the information was there if you parsed it out correctly, then yeah, the argument is, okay, it was fair game. It didn't hit this time, but different circumstances, it might have been a higher get rate question and people might have enjoyed it more. There's no rhyme or reason sometimes, so why why sweat it, you know? Senegalese geography, that sounds like it should be like a 
like a, that's a uh, specialist that's topic a, on masterminders. Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is. And your I specialist mean, we can't subject? all know it's Imbor, but you know, some of us do. Does Senegal a, have eight, have eight cities? <laughs> like that's that's my uh, first question. And tipster, importantly, what is the Senegalese word for bangers? Uh, okay. Uh, long shot. Uh, it's probably gonna be uh some form of Spanish. So I don't know. Um, go with chorizo or something, eh? No, no. Actually, and no. I could be wrong on this. I feel like Senegal would have been a French colony. Oh mm-hmm. bloody hell! You, you've got me checking this now. <laughs> right, we're we're down a rabbit hole. Um, Wait, does anybody have yeah. any worst moments of their life that they want to air? Portugal. Again we, uh... But also French. French. Okay. Okay. Great. Portugal. French. Frenchigal. Frenchigies. There you French go. Frenchigies. No, please, no French. No, those are geese. just Canadian geese. Honk. Not <laughs> <laughs> why. I'm trying to think if I've had any particularly bad uh, moments during tr- private events. And honestly, I think I'm kind of blessed with most of the private events I've done, even if uh, people you know, said at the end of that, you know, this is harder than I expected it to be, or we didn't do really well. The feedback I've always gotten is generally positive. So I don't know that I have that particular horror story. The worst I have is going back to that middle school event where um, I set up an audio round, I set up a picture round, I brought a projector, uh, and then we ended up being outside on an 80 degree sunny day. Uh, so the projector was less than useless. So we had to, to scrap out the picture rounds. Uh, and then I didn't have the right audio cable cause it was like the first live event I had done, uh, post shutdown. And I assumed everything was, was in a storage unit full of stuff that I had set up, you know, before March of 2020. And apparently at some point for streaming purposes, I had pulled one of those audio cables. So I didn't have the right audio cable with me. So we had to scrap the audio round. Uh, and even then, it all worked out well because we were running long anyway. So we were going to have to abandon some content to, to hit the time window because it turns out uh, 13-year-olds cannot drive themselves. And when their parents show up, they leave. <laughs> hmm. uh, huh. Yeah, I, I, just... I, I would say just because my worst private event moment is probably nowhere close to anything who for people who have actually hosted private events is that I wrote for a private event for a couple of years uh, for their annual fundraising trivia night. And I think the worst thing I ever got out of that was just, uh, I had one team of people I knew who were going to the event who contacted me. They're like, so you know Madagascar's on the Eastern, uh, off the East of Africa, right? And I was like, sure I do. Why? They're like, well, your question asked about an island off the Western coast. Of Africa, we were trying to figure out what. <laughs> oh, I got you here, Brittany. <laughs> what island? So it turns out that anything is west of Africa if you go far enough around. There you go. <laughs> I, somebody actually brought that up in one of my live games at one point. Um, I had I had a ge- geography question where there were two mm-hmm. answers. If you didn't suss out the fact that we were, you know, talking about traveling east from X point, uh, there were two like cities or whatever, two states that absolutely qualified the rest of the question. And somebody jokingly, of course, after the fact said, well, you know, technically you could accept this too, uh, assuming you go around the long way. <laughs> <laughs> now they weren't serious. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that kind of shit posting, I'm I'm kind of okay with as long as we, <laughs> you know, have the mutual social contract that nobody's taking that aspect of it seriously. Uh, but that just reminded me of that moment. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I have three words for you, Jason. Red River Shootout. For more context, <laughs> watch Liquid Courage on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we correct that and then you don't show up for the correction. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? Uh, I know we've kind of talked about like external good, bad. Uh, we've talk definitely mm. talked about internal bad. Do you ever have those moments where you feel like you, not maybe in the room, but you did such a good job? I know like I've done one show that I can remember where my show has a 100, points, 100 point max system. So you can score up to 100 points. And it was a tougher game. Uh, I think like 70 was my high score on that one. So a little bit tougher. Mm. But all the teams I had were within 15 points. And the final question is a 25 point max. Oh, that is... That Ooh, is those are those... Right those are those games when you feel like you found that perfect balance. That's mm. the the hap we talk about like yeah we had a great time at this event yeah I got drunk at this event or yeah I had glowing reviews from these but it's that internal feeling of this is the best game I could have written for this crowd for these people and they might be upset that it was a little tougher but when they heard those final scores everyone just went whoa and I think that's probably one of my best events knowing that it was such a balance across mm -hmm. mm. i've done two events so far uh for a group um and and i'm gonna butcher their name slightly because it's been a couple years since i interacted with them because of the pandemic but uh chicago children's theater or, or something along those lines i've done two annual fundraiser events for them uh and they didn't ask this from me in any way but both times i made my final round my theme round uh, something very Broadway-centric, and they absolutely went nuts for it. Uh, one of them, I'm trying to remember what the other one was offhand, but one of them definitely was my uh, my round called Broadway Numbers, where I take 10 numbers that are found in famous Broadway musicals in some way, shape, or form, uh, and teams have to identify. These are literal mathematical numbers, like According to Rent, the number of minutes in a year. Uh, according to Les Miserables, Jean Valjean's uh, prisoner identification, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I did 10 of those and teams absolutely lapped it up because it was deep dive theatrical knowledge in context. And I'm, I'm really trying to remember what the other one was offhand. And if I can get it to you guys, I'll follow up with it. So my kind of moment of perfect balance uh actually came quite recently um but wasn't in a a game that i hosted it was a game someone else was hosting that i wrote for them um uh will will be about a month ago by the time this episode comes out um but it just played it just played perfectly like uh, people got things wrong in the right amounts and you know things happened at the right time and it just all kind of fell together and meshed into this kind of glorious mess uh that that resulted in like people having a good time with it and i'm being very vague because uh 
you're going to see some of these questions a little bit later. <laughs> gotcha. Kind of what you guys were saying. It's like when you hit that kind of perfect level of gettability, but also entertainment, like, and especially when you have people who are like, oh, I really enjoyed that round at the end. It's great. Like I just did a round on Friday that was um, based on something that um, James and I had talked about kind of in a shitposting manner in the co-op. But uh, he was like, oh, you know, this would make a fun round. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just run with that and see how it goes. And when you have the people who are like, no, I loved this round because it appealed to my desire to correct my trivia host. But then you give them a mechanic in which to correct their trivia host. It's like, no, literally, I'm telling you I'm wrong. Make it right. And that's kind of what the mechanic was for that round. And it, people really loved it and it hit really well and it had a good get rate. I didn't, sometimes on my mechanics rounds, I tend to play them a little easier because it's more about just the having fun with it mechanic. But uh, this actually just like, uh, I had a few teams sweep it, but then I had a couple other teams that were like, oh, we got some of them. We didn't get this one. This wasn't something I knew. And, it, you know, it was fun. So. I guess the closest thing that I ever had to uh, a perfect night, uh, it was a new place for me to host. It was a private event at a private school. And it wasn't really a fundraiser. It was more of just a fun night for the parents to uh, maybe have a little you know, costume contest, table decorating contest, split the pot and have some trivia between all of that. Uh, had a, you know, some audio, some visual rounds and just it, it was, they said, the most fun event they had had in a long time. It was kind of new for them to have uh, a trivia game of, of any kind at their place. And I ended up getting paid double what I had quoted. And I think I was probably underselling myself and, uh, they, they saw something in me about that. So I of course was very appreciative about it and they had me back, uh, six months later, as a matter of fact, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to them when everything opens back up so that maybe we can, you know, cause sometimes it just pays to have a little bit of fun. Doesn't always have to be about you know, uh, fundraising and everything at, at every school or, or what have you. But uh, if you can just give people a good time, I think that's what we're all here for. And it was a, a real morale booster for me and just showed that I can't, you know, I'm I'm worth it. I'm worth going out to, to do this for people. And uh, it, it's something that I can share with people and, and give everybody something positive to look forward to. I think that's really what we all want at the end of the day. I People will jokingly say that, that people you know like us get into this industry because we want to show up how smart we are and we want to be the center of attention because we have giant egos, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> obviously in my case, that's all accurate. But uh, in reality, we just, we want to share our passion and love for knowledge with other people in a way that they walk out having had a positive experience. Uh, be it because they won or be it because they didn't care about the outcome and just had a good time with their friends or be it because, you know, they weren't competitive and they still had a good time because they were learning as they went or they appreciated uh, the writing. I, that's what we really kind of strive for. So I'm really glad that we had um, 
more best of moments in this roundtable than worst of moments on balance. Uh, I think there need to be more good, positive stories in our industry and hopefully in a perfect world, fewer of the moments that make you want to pull your hair out and, and consult your local psychologist. But yeah, it's the nature of the beast, really. Um, you are inviting people in an almost threatening manner to do their best to outsmart you. Sometimes they're going to. And sometimes they're going to in a way that makes you question your ability to be good at your job. And if I can, in an up moment uh, of my life, share any advice with anybody out there uh, who is hosting or is looking to host, you're going to take some lumps and do your absolute best to contextualize them. And remember that, yeah, not everybody has a perfect day at work every time they go to work. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some bad experiences. But you know what? You're going to be back there next week or next year or the next opportunity you have. And if you found your lowest point, there's nowhere to go but up. Good words, my man. Good words. I hope mm -hmm. that we can not only have our own personal ups, but give everybody else their ups as well. So, Especially Brooklyn, mm -hmm. which I'm now adjacent to being in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't ever call that New England. They don't like that. <laughs> don't ever tell people from New Jersey that Billy Joel is your favorite uh, artist of all time from New Jersey. They have issues with that, both factual and emotional. <laughs> And then you turn it into a meme. It's great. Uh, should we get out of uh, talking and get into some writing and playing and, and doing the trivia portion of this trivia podcast? All right. Sounds all right to me. Sure. I'm ready. All right. Sounds, sounds like we're much ready for uh, this week's keyword challenge. Quick refresher. Uh, Aaron, you've done a keyword challenge or two. You've presented several keywords for us to write about uh, at this point. Uh, talk us and the loyal listener through what happens during the keyword challenge. Well, thanks to one of our listeners, this is the moment in time where we will reveal our keyword, a certain phrase or word with which we will have to craft the trivia in 10 minutes. We will take some time for ourselves to create the best question that we can make. And then after 10, 10 minutes for us, about 30 seconds in your equivalency, we will come back, reveal what we have written, and then it is up to you, our faithful listener, to decide who has done the best job. So what you're saying, Aaron, is that uh, you can craft us a trivia? I will be crafting us a trivia. Ridiculous. Trivia is incredible. Elaborate. Did I mention there's Demonstrate, porn music? Whatever the hell I actually say. Demonstrate. Um, I haven't mentioned the porn music in a while. Huge shout out to Wolf Fidanzo, by the way, for the porn music. Uh, I don't know if he listens, but he also doesn't charge us royalties. So that makes him an awesome uh, co-conspirator. Uh, what is our keyword for the week, Aaron? Uh, the keyword for us today, brought to us by a fantastic person by the name of Justin Moody out of Durham, North Carolina. Go Bulls. Our keyword today is Walter Reed. That's a perfectly hospitable keyword to work with. I'll take it. <laughs> I will gladly take it. And while we work on crafting our fine, fine bespoke trivia, why don't you take a listen to this jaunty melody? And we're back from that 10 minute writing break, which was definitely only 10 minutes. 
uh, with our keyword challenge, which our keyword this week was Walter Reed, provided by Justin Moody out of Durham, North Carolina. Uh, before we get into our questions, if you have a keyword you want us to uh, mangle, please email it to quadriviapod at gmail.com or submit it on quadriviapodcast.com. Or perhaps you can go to quadriviabuttface.net, like I always do, to submit your keywords there. Um, but that being said, we, we have a keyword. That's the saddest thing. <laughs> we have a keyword. It was Walter Reed. And we all wrote questions, some of us more than one. Uh, but uh, Tipster, do you want to get us started off with your question? Uh, yeah, sure. Why? More than one. Okay, fine. Uh <sighs> Walter Reed, better known by their stage name, Killer Priest, released their first ever track as a bonus on GZA's Liquid Swords. Originally titled Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, it was parentheticized and added to what that wouldn't look out of place for a priest, killer or otherwise. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this question absolutely benefits from being able to visually read it as opposed to just hearing it audibly. Would that be a fair mm-hmm. assessment here, Tipster? I, I I would agree with that, yeah. All right. For the listeners, do you want to give the uh, the title on that again? Uh, originally titled Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Yeah, I didn't have a stab in the dark on this one, but then the answer kind of literally... Uh, jumped at me as I was reading through it in text. But that's my mileage. I don't know about the other uh, three players here. We got uh, we just... got any funder from uh, Brittany, Aaron, the cat? Have we got any funder from the cat? Yeah, yeah I've got a cat with me. And uh, I actually heard this phrase on some reality show one time, and I know what it is referring to. So I think I have the answer. Okay. Uh, I mean, looking at it visually definitely helps me if the answer I think it is is what I think it is. But even looking at it, my brain is like, well, it couldn't be that. That's <laughs> so I'm trying to find another answer for it in case I'm just completely wrong. There's, there's so. a solid okay. confirmation written in here if you see the thing that's intended to be seen. I'll tell you that much. Yep. Yep, I know I had seen it, and it also helps that uh, I love the Jizza. <laughs> okay, I did. That's you that's, struck me as more of a Rizza fan, but all right. I like them both. I'm I'm a I'm okay. a big Bobby Digital fan. You're an I evil, mean, I really evil am. Opportunity Is is that how it's pronounced? By the way, it's pronounced. It's pronounced the Jizza. Yeah, the Jizza. Although I do so love I'm, the absolute Britishness of saying GZA. Yeah, not, not, not was... just GZA. <laughs> like, I had to go full British on it. Uh, so, uh, what, and what now I think? want breakfast. <laughs> because full English. All right. Aaron, I feel uh, like this is in your wheelhouse. Oh. So uh, take it away. Yeah, it's Bible. Yes, yes, Bible. Basic instructions before leaving Earth shortens to Bible, which wouldn't look out of place for a priest. Killer... Or otherwise. Trying to make a Ghostface Killer reference there, and I don't think it's it's really coming to me. Has also featured on albums with Ghostface Killer. Uh, That's fine. That was the basis of my second question, so now Tipster's just kind of an old dirty bastard at this point. Now, I'm correct in in remembering that Jizza was part of Wu-Tang, right? Yeah. And that was part of my second question, was... uh, 
is that uh, Killer Priest is actually a is considered family to the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, okay. They're considered a so the they're part of the Wu Fam, if you will. Ah, so let's just keep talking about Wu Tang because Jeffy isn't on this recording, and he's going to listen to this, and he's going to in about thirty seconds his time get into the co op chat and yell at us for going about Wu Tang without consulting him. Or if you want a great show that happened to feature Wu Tang Clan on it, please make sure you check out our friends at Misinformation Podcast. Yeah, I think it's the first time we've shouted them out. Huge shout-outs to the, uh, the ladies over at Misinformation. Oh, they're fantastic show. Hard agree. Uh, so, Tipster, to your question, a couple things I really like about this. One, you didn't go the obvious Walter Reed route. Kudos to that. Uh, two, you made this gettable even for people who have no understanding of, like, 90s and 2000s hip-hop. Like me. Like me. And me. Not me. <laughs> so, so, so we're talking sixty percent of our audience. <laughs> okay, more or less. Got it. Yeah. So this was very accessible. It was very interesting information. I like it. It gets uh, this many thumbs up for the audio listener too. <laughs> That's too many thumbs. All right. Should we should we move into my attempt at this? <laughs> yeah, Jason. Yes, please. What did you manage to bake up with Walter Reed? See, it's funny that you say bake because I did go, I I have invented a question type that has probably been done before, but I've certainly never done it before. Uh, it's time for a trivia sandwich. Uh, so in this, I'm gonna give you clues to all three parts of a before, middle, after kind of statement. Uh, all you need to do is identify both the outside pieces. So the bread, because the meat is going to kind of by definition be answered by answering both halves of the bread. Uh, so your clue for the meat is namesake for a Washington healthcare institution, and the pieces of bread are a recently departed maternal TV actress and a self-described fantastic superhero. Oh. Okay, I've got oh, the I second part. I've, I've got, got the first parts. one. I haven't a Scooby, so take it away. Phrasing. Recently departed maternal and I got it. TV actress. God, yeah. The Scooby means something else over there. Is well, that I assume what... it's it's a Scooby, a Scooby Doo, a clue. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's just Cockney rhyming slang. Okay. I, I, uh, there's I a reason he said phrasing. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not what I know her from, but it is a reference to a show. The recently departed oh huh. while i did understand that reference i will not respond to it <laughs> jason oh, can no. hit me later for it fair enough i cannot remember her name though is, is i know who you're talking about are we still i think i've got both phrasing? parts on this one i yeah i've got both parts on it yeah and by virtue of the the mechanic of this you would need full answers for both outside halves no jeopardy rule oh. here baby well, I'll let you all take it since I can't come up with both of them. So if if you guys don't mind, since I actually know both parts and I'm very excited about it. I'll no take, thunder. Yeah. Um, the bread in this trivia sandwich would be Jessica Walter and Reed Richards. And you would be correct because the middle, uh, the meat would then be, of course, namesake for a Washington healthcare institution, Walter Reed. Oh, that's where the keyword is. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I figured asking for the meat would be a little, forgive the pun, trivial uh, for purposes of this <laughs> question in this challenge. So I decided to go a different route and, and make you give both full halves of the outside. Not bad. I kind of, you know, I do like that as a, because, uh, you know, I mean, I've always, we all know what before and after questions are, and we've maybe even heard them as before, during, and afters. Mm-hmm. But to phrase it the way you did, where it's like, just give me the, the bread. Well, you're still given the full answer, no matter what. But it's it's an interesting way to, to phrase it, not to uh, extend that pun anymore. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely going to throw that into my holster for a, a future trivia question format that I think I'll try to introduce at my show. So... That Stay I definitely tuned for like an about upcoming the episode of Quadrivia where James sticks my idea and does it well. <laughs> I, so I think I like the concept. I, I, it's it's basically a before and after after kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like it as a concept. As for the question, I have. There's not much I can say on it because it's not really in my wheelhouse. I feel like judging by the fact people got it quick enough though perfectly cromulent as all things should be uh tipster <laughs> would it help in any way if i uh pointed out the two tv series arrested development and archer uh for which oh. at least to like modern fans jessica walter is pretty synonymous and i would say at this point best known work-wise I've I am vaguely aware of Archer and I am vaguely aware of Arrested Development. So those are things I have heard of. She was really, yeah. really good at playing the same sarcastic mom twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucille yeah, Bluth I... and just and uh, Mallory Archer are the same character. Don't mm-hmm. add me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will admit knowing what the keyword was may have helped a bit for me on that one but the clue of a self-described fantastic superhero definitely points very solidly at reed richards and at that point you know especially if you're playing at a team somebody may have been like oh walter reed and then if you hear walter okay who do we know who was recently departed played a mother and is the last name of walter yeah i figure the the sweet spot and the difficulty on this question is not so much that any one element is particularly hard, but they're all largely gettable. And if you can mm-hmm. pin at least the middle, that gives you half of both ends. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and getting one half of the bread will help you get to the middle and you can kind of daisy chain it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to play around with this idea for, for my live games and my streams and see if there's any meat uh, on the bone, as it were. Please don't put bones in my sandwiches. <laughs> See, bangers are boneless sausages. Uh, Most yeah. sausages Aren't are boneless. sausages boneless sausages? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, what hold kind on. of sausages have you been eating, Jason? You know, if you want to extract from that that there are boned sausages, that's you making assumptions that I never You know what? I think on. Upton Sinclair did teach us about the bone sausages. Yeah. They're also edible gonna... sausages, but that doesn't imply that non-pangers are not edible. If that's the case, I'm not eating the finger sandwiches at Jason's house next time. <laughs> I Check your biases, guys. Uh, enough about my weird-ass question. Should we go to James? Yep. <laughs> All righty. Save us from this. 
Okay, in 1900, after Walter Reed's confirmation of the theory that yellow fever is transmitted by a particular mosquito species, the research was applied in this country, where mosquito eradication was largely responsible for stemming yellow fever during a major construction project there. Epidemics of yellow fever in this country had confounded French attempts of the same major project just 20 years earlier. Name the country and the project. Okay. It's like you so, took the keyword and you planted it in the ground and then a beautiful little sapling of a great trivia question sprung from it. I love this one and I've got it. I'm pretty sure dead to rights. Oh, I think I've got part of it that I'm struggling with. I think okay. I've got this one only because of a weird sidetrack reference. French attempts. So I'm um, I'm kind of starting to piece things together. I uh, yellow fever. So okay. I think, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. I, I I have a feeling. Um. Woo! Tonight's gonna be a good night. Got it. Yeah, but no bone sausages, please. Uh, <laughs> um, now to yeah. be clear, do bone yeah, sausages no, I... actually contain bone? Is it like blood sausages? I don't understand British food. That's the whole through. I this don't either. What the heck? And what is a semi-boneless ham? It's either got to be bone in or boneless. You can't have semi-boneless. It does feel like a very binary option space. I'll give you that. Anyway. <laughs> what? what? Surprise bone shards in every bite for the semi-boneless ham. <laughs> I wasn't ready for bone shard. <laughs> no, Nobody's no was I. Bone... <laughs> what? All right, so Tipster, it sounds like you're somewhat getting the question. Uh, how about this? If you have the country in question... Why don't you give us the first letter of the alpha, uh, of the uh, the word that you're looking uh, for? Because if you give me the first letter of the alphabet, that won't be it. But... <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I believe... Uh, well, I haven't got the country. I've got the structure, I think. Yeah, I think I've got the structure. Although... But I am assuming the there. country may be... Uh, is it a P? Yes. It e? Yes, it is. Oh, it's a P? Oh, Ooh, it's okay. a P. I might be wrong. Yeah. Tips are answering this like a man with a plan. Yeah, is this the oh. Panama Canal by any chance? Yes, In it is. Of course, that Panama? instantly. Yeah, that does name the country. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It yeah, it just turns right, out that the, uh... the mosquitoes, as they were trying to do this, were just absolutely and literally killing people. And once Walter Reed had figured out that yellow fever was transmitted by mosquito, they decided, hey, let's get rid of those mosquitoes. Uh, and it turns out that the French were trying to, you know, do the same thing, dig up a uh, tunnel if or, uh, or a channel, if you will, between the two oceans along that isthmus, but they couldn't do it. So there you go, Panama Canal, and now you know, and knowing's so half the make, battle. Yeah. Does that make France in this situation effectively David Lee Roth and the U.S. Sammy Hagar uh, in Van Halen's Panama Canal? So, you see, Van Halen is a sausage. Reason. It's no. 
No, 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 we are not making Van Halen sausage here, okay? So, so does that make Michael Anthony the mosquito in this situation, or...? I, I went a whole other way. I'm like, isn't that Flea's name? No, it's not. I, I, like, I, I like the question. It's got a lot of... To me, it feels like that kind of quiz bowl style of question, mm-hmm. where you're kind of building where it is a slight bit of a pyramidical build to it, where it you start with some very odd information to start, and then you kind of work your way down to the exactness of what you're looking for. And I love that style of question so much. I don't think a lot of trivia writers use it as much as they should. Mm. I really don't. I, yeah, my, my counterpoint to that would be, it's pretty signature to a format that most trivia writers don't intrinsically do. So it feels, I, I don't, it wouldn't come off as homage more than like concept thefty. I get well, that. I think, I think the reason that you don't see pyramid questions in live or pub quiz type places is because usually those kinds of questions are on the buzzer, where if you can get it on the obscure fact and you can jump in and get it, congratulations. Because if you read it out loud at a pub, everybody gets the exact same amount of information. It's almost like there's no point in making it a pyramidal type of a question. Oh, that's you know? fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand the reasons why. <laughs> I just wish that more long format style questions would be there. Like a okay. uh, tip, help me out. Uh, going for gold? Going for gold. Yeah. Uh, the four, three, two, one. Mm. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, but again, that is an example where the earlier answers are worth more. And mm-hmm. trying to put that in a pub quiz, uh, it's doable. We've seen it happen. Uh, it's yeah, our just friends kind over of have at to build PQB your... Live on Twitch have built a mechanic by which you can do it. Massively multiplayer, team-based, and online. And, and huge mm. shout-out to them for the logistics that make that work. It's mind-bogglingly impressive, it, frankly. It, it's a lot of logistics. That's the thing. It is a ridiculous amount of logistics, and you've got to be prepared for that as a as a host on honestly that's that's you ready for a pedantic ass nitpick on this one james oh absolutely you're the best at it so uh why why name both the country and the project when the project's (laughs) name contains the country intrinsically uh yeah i know because i I guess i was writing the question at first for the country and then Mm. i decided to put the project in there but it does look like it uh it threw uh, Brittany off a little bit because yeah. uh, what were you thinking, actually? Uh, I was thinking of the Aswan High Dam project. Oh, Egypt. So that country and project name could throw a little neg bait into the whole setup, too, in that mm. case. That's fair, mm. yeah. But I was trying to get the French, and I was kind of like re- trying to remember where the Aswan Dam was. And I was like, I thought it was in Egypt. And then I was like, but the French, I was like, that's a lot of Algeria stuff. And then when he said the first letter of the alphabet wouldn't be right, I was like, okay, well, then I'm going back to Egypt then. So, and I was still wrong. So. I have no idea The important why thing is, Suez it's Canal. the Panama Canal in Panama, off the album Panama. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious as to what Aaron's weird sidetrack was that made him know Oh, this. oh, oh, oh. So kind of. Kind of double, kind of a twofold sort of thing. Uh, 
I live in North Dakota where Teddy Roosevelt National Park is. If I would have missed a question about Panama Canal, I would have been run out of town and probably thrown in a wood chipper. Uh, the other thing is, when I was in high school, Jason, 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 and, Jason and I, as us theater kids, I was in a production of Arsenic and Old Lace. I played Teddy Brewster. So, of course, there's a lot of reference to Yellow Fever, Panama Canal, but no no reference to Reed. So it was kind of a combination of the two, and he got there. Yeah, I just knew this largely from like historical American exceptionalism. France tried and failed, and then we took it over and got it right. USA, and then gave it back, USA. which we should have. So, you know, good call there. Uh, yeah, Aaron, while we've got you on the uh, hot plate, you have a question for us? Uh, yes, my question is, where do babies come from? Walter uh, Reed. Stonk. Walter Reed. Well, you see a banger is they a way could to make actually. a baby. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> and here's my question then. Walter Reed, for whom the theater attached to the Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts is named after, was the person who brought what 1968 cult classic to the light of day. Made on a budget of $114,000, it grossed over $30 million worldwide and is considered one of the greatest movies ever made in its genre. I have a guess. Genre. It's a terrible guess. I have a guess as well. Uh, I have a guess, but it seems too early 68, for my guess. 68 and Light of Day is what's getting me there. I think. Um, I guess it's not based on any hidden wordplay clues in this, so I'm probably both wrong and bad on it. I'm just going to throw it out because I want to see Aaron's reaction when I say Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> the Broadway version of Debbie does Dallas contains a song what? called The Dildo Rag. And now you've learned something. There's a Broadway version. Okay. I don't know which half of that fact is the best half of that fact. I don't There is a show, Debbie Does Dallas, the musical. Okay. So so I'm in and wrong. Uh, I'll let the rest of the team talk this one through. I need a minute. Well, you know, I mean, one of the greatest movies ever made in its genre. uh, Genre. 1968 i'm trying to peg you know something that and and something that would have to be specific you know it's either the best horror the best musical or the best western or i'll give you a hint it's not the best adult um (laughs) (laughs) it's also not the best western devil and miss jones Would it help you if I said uh, I actually did write a wordplay clue in the question? Yeah, it, it very well might. It's I'm, in there. Well, it's pr- probably. I'm probably asking light you, of day, but Walter I'm Reed, just... help. Light of day. So if it's not going to see the light of day, more than likely it's stuck in the dark. Development hell. Got it. Development <laughs> hell. Correct. Yeah, well, if it's not daytime, it's wrong. Okay, if it's not daytime, it's uh bedtime. Which is <laughs> that's that? <time> for Bonzo. <laughs> Night. 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 
Weekend of Bernie's. No, I, I a night's I, tale. I, Got it. Yeah, night. Uh, and typically, uh, are we are we tapping on this one or uh, no? We, I, I've got Tipster this. I've been it. playing with you. Okay, thank you. Oh, Tipster, thank you. Somebody's got a tip. What you got for me? Is this Night of the Living Dead? It absolutely is Night of the Living Dead. Walter Reed yeah. bought the, took the rights for it and sold it off, and that's why you had so many odd copies. Walter Walter Reed was a huge uh, distributor of movies, and he took the rights and sent it everywhere. Yeah, one hundred fourteen thousand dollars, which today is about nine hundred thousand dollars. Damn, and it grossed and it grossed thirty budget. million dollars. Uh, so yeah, the light of day that was kind of the turnaround on it to night. Mm. Yeah, clever question here. I liked it. Uh, today I learned there are at least three notable people in history named Walter Reed. Yeah, there's also, I, I yeah, that's what we get for the ambiguity of it. Today I learned that there was actually a famous English bowler named Walter Reed as well. I decided I not to go down that bowlers. route. <laughs> you found that one too, huh, Tim? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. A cricketer screamed at me, and I'm like, they're not going to get this. Ten-foot <laughs> letters. <laughs> but now that I've completely destroyed everything, let's see if somebody can patch this up. Uh, I think we haven't heard from Brittany yet, have we? No, we haven't. But I guess we can. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote two questions. I don't know which one I want to present. Um, yes. I guess I'll go with the first one. Uh, sure. A lot of people have heard of Walter Reed Army Medical Center, but there are other things named for Walter Reed as well, as the Republican National Convention found out when they displayed Walter Reed Middle School as the backdrop for which nominee's acceptance speech in St. Paul, Minnesota. And this kind of boils down to which year was the RNC held in St. Paul? Now, was this display of Walter Reed Middle School unexpected is kind of what I'm thinking, or was it on purpose? Or do we even know? So it's presumed erroneous. Because gotcha. I'm just thinking of other, you know, erroneous places that were used during are we talking one certain president's tenure you know oh uh, uh i think that's too soon okay like something in back of my head is ringing true with this and it's not that recent all right 2020 or 2016 was in the rnc was in cleveland if i remember correctly i think it was 2016 because 2020 was kind of virtual Hmm. So, so I'm presuming we're going farther back than I, that I, I, candidate. Yeah. I want to say 2012. I think it was 2008. Oh. If I remember, because there was kind of like this whole big deal about the Republican National Convention being in St. Paul and a bunch of people up here going, well, I'm going to go to it and I'm going to go check it out. And I want to say that was 2008. Okay, you of so the who four was... of us would be the expert on that geographically, so I'm happy to defer to you. Yeah. And if it's 2008, that would mean... That was Obama's first run, so... So it'd be Romney? That'd be McCain, then. That'd be McCain, then. Oh, McCain. Yeah, because it was Romney in 2012. 
Yeah, Romney was 2012, and uh, 2016 was a, a, a year that happened on the calendar. But yeah, I want to say I want to say it's probably McCain. Then I also want to say that if I'm remembering correctly, too, there is no Walter Reed Middle School in Saint. Paul. I don't remember a Walter Reed Middle School in Saint Paul, but I could be wrong. I think that's why it was kind of the. I think that's why it was the ha ha moment. Oh, like they I mean, they pulled the wrong image on an image search yeah, or something kind of thing. I but, think so. But is this I'm a four going... seasons total landscaping situation? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was alluding to a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have to defer to you all because I, I'm not very good with my politics. Otherwise, no, I think it, I think it's McCain. Yeah, I, okay, I have no I'm happy to go to with you. And it absolutely is John McCain. Uh, nice Walter Reed Middle School is actually a school in Los Angeles. Um, oh jeez. Yeah, and so presumably the they pulled the wrong image from an image search and it even though they never made an official statement, the general understanding seems to be that they meant to use the backdrop of Walter Reed Army Medical Center because they were talking about Iraq veterans. Right. And not a <laughs> and, lot of those in middle school. Yeah. Um source, I just did a middle school trivia event and there weren't any veterans playing. <laughs> Not that you know of, at least. Um, yeah, so... It was John McCain. Well, I can't, yeah. I can't fault the question just because I didn't know it. I mean, look at all the ways that the... The other way, you know, the ways that they all sussed out everything else. You know, oh, well, it was... You know, they said, what year was it? St. Paul, Minnesota. And that had to have been the year of, you know, this guy, not that guy. You know, so just listening to these guys pick apart your question and be able to pull out a right answer shows me that you, you wrote something that was, uh, well done. So I, I give it, uh, five bangers out of five. <laughs> See, in this context, a banger is a positive thing. God, next thing we I feel know, so we're bad talking that about we're... Miley Cyrus. <laughs> also known for her bangers. Yeah. I have feel no so bad that we're picking that. on poor tipster about this and, and there's no good reason behind it and mm -mm. that he's just suffering through this and and i'm well, just to be doing fair aaron to... does work for a company called trivia's mash so it just kind of lent itself to it <laughs> where the trivias can be replaced with bangers <laughs> i'm still going to do my music uh trivia game at some point called bangers and mashups bangers and mashups yeah yes we're, that's been way, that's been cogs whirring in the background for a while now. Yep. Like today's episode title: "Banging on about bangers." <laughs> oh my god! I don't really? think we even get to choose the episode titles. <laughs> no, that's that's a Corey joint. Yeah. But um, speaking yeah, so that... of things you can choose, though, uh, you can choose. Nicole, go with it. Uh, which one of our questions you like the best by heading over to quadriviapodcast.com and voting for uh, one of us lovely people, not Corey, uh, uh, for who, whose question you you, you liked. Uh, Dween is literally pointing at everybody in the call. No one can see it because this is an audio podcast, Dween. Uh, you can see his camera? Yeah, oh. the loyal listener can't 
see that that james has been pointing at himself trying to politic american idol style for votes no i mean i haven't been able to see his camera this entire time oh Oh, no kidding yeah i have his beautiful face (laughs) so yeah quadriviapodcast.com uh that's also where you can give us your keyword suggestions as well and um while we're at it uh while you're there um Give us, give us a listen. Give us a sub- subscribe on Anchor FM and all of your various podcasting outlets. That's right. Those of you who are currently listening to the podcast, make sure you listen to the podcast. <laughs> and also, uh, if you have suggestions of things you want to hear us talk about, that could also be helpful. Please. Yes. Yeah. Please. We are 65 episodes in. I thought we had content for maybe 15 of these. So please give us ideas. <laughs> All right, should we should we do a round? Should we do a trivia? Let's do a trivia. Let, let's do, do a trivia. Yeah. Demonstrate right, so, trivia. Tipster, I'll leave the choice to you here. Uh, you and I both alluded to the fact that we had rounds that we wanted to present uh, at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to see the light of day? Your uh, much much better than my round or my crap round of crap? Your your much much better than my round. Oh, damn, you did just literally use my words against me. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, going back to the, the roundtable discussion, I was talking about that uh, Chicago Children's Theater uh, series of private events I did. One of the rounds was Broadway Numbers, uh, and I went back and I found what the other round I had done for them was, and it was Broadway Haikus. Oh. Oh, okay. So I've mm. taken uh, the plot and or other identifying information from oh, a series of, of well-known Broadway musicals, and I've turned them into actual haikus. So five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Uh, I'm going to give you those haikus, and all you have to do is identify the title of the show. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to give you the example that I wrote to explain the round at the beginning or at the end as kind of an Easter egg one. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think? whatever go ahead as an easter egg yeah we'll do it we'll do it at the end as a you know we'll we'll do it as the the tease the uh the post-show sting how about that (laughs) okay all right so uh get your thinking caps ready and hearken back to the days on the great white way uh question number one cowboy loves farm girl protects her from crazed farmer and then marries her okay I think I've got it. I think you're right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Is this... Hmm. Did Tipster already inadvertently give the answer? What? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Oh! Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is this Oklahoma? Where the wind By is sweeping choice. down the plains, yep. Not too many well-known beloved Broadway musicals involving uh, cowboys and farm girls. There are a few, but Oklahoma probably the best known of them. And to be fair, it is Oklahoma. You put some respect on that name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel like these are going to play kind of quick and and fun. So let's move in. Uh, My my, uh, live show had a blast with these, by the way. Uh, Not so much because of the difficulty, but because everybody just kind of enjoyed, thankfully, the creativity of them. Here's number two. Uh, Guy commits murder, 
Woman hides body in pies. It's great for business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Anyone else want to attend this tale? Uh, I I mean I I think I can take a take a swipe at it. Uh, you know, it's a close shave between two answers for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying not to oh. de- demonize everything here. That's all. <laughs> oh, Did you guys stop right. mincing words and come up with an answer? Johnny Depp I love here. I- <laughs> Listen, can I say that I love it? I love it a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Do you misses love it? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, I think we all have this is Sweeney Todd, I, I think the he, demon barber of Fleet Street. Absolutely Fleet. is. Uh, the get rate on this round was pretty high, uh, both at the the theatrical event that I did, and it, I've done it as a general knowledge uh, game theme round as well, and the get rate was, was up there as well. This is definitely one of those rounds where it's more about being fun and creative than about differentiating teams, uh, because not everybody's a huge theater nut and i don't want to write specialist questions when i can help it uh number three african journey god and aids are talked about men on a mission hello is it me uh, okay. you're looking for what i want oh wait not that one sorry uh, uh the the dmca called they want their money back <laughs> artistic have... license is best license yes it is <laughs> um I thought he was just talking about my because my singing was so bad they wanted their oh. money back. No, no, I was saying is Lionel Rich tea in the room. Oh. Uh, I I I've got nothing on this. This show is very. Let me just say the book on this show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The book on this. I mean show. the. The 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 music the, the the score is also good, but the book is fantastic. <laughs> is it a really good book? It's a very good mm. book, but only if you're someone named Smith. Okay, it well, is that news, thing that everyone. I think was thinking of and immediately dismissed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they talked about AIDS in that musical. Which musical? A uh, lot. <laughs> Uh, is it the Book of Mormon? And you have hit it on the head. Yeah, no, they they talk about AIDS a whole bunch. I, I've uh, seen the musical. I've it's, seen the it's missionary number, in and that's it. So that is AIDS, literally all so I've seen of that. Based on the, the opening number, the setting is absolutely one of the primary subject matters in that one. Mm-hmm. I think it's something along the lines of trying to get to America because America has the cure for AIDS or something. Somehow gets construed as that. Yeah, in a roundabout way, you're definitely yeah. right. I've only listened to the soundtrack, though. I haven't seen the show. All right, what do we have? Number four, I think? I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of you will be able to name this one in the first word, but you're going to get all, you know, 12 of them or whatever. Uh, puppets learn lessons about life in the real world <laughs> and sing about porn. <laughs> oh! Okay. The show goes out on the internet. In this hmm. instance, it does not suck to be me. <coughs> Gary Coleman. <laughs> uh, I did feel a little Schadenfreude asking this one to a room full of theater people. Now, I... you know, one of the 
One of the oddest hmm. things that I saw was on a mid 2000s game show revival of Pyramid starring Donny Osmond. They actually had cast members from this musical along with their puppets playing the game. <laughs> oh, they I, kept I, it clean. I though. thought you were going to say one of the oddest things you've ever seen was this musical. But <laughs> well, yeah, but, but to, you know, to see them together and and doing a, a word game on television it was just a little bit you know it was peculiar but fun i went and saw this musical having only listened to like half of the soundtrack and i had no idea what it was about and then the song you can be as loud as the hell you want came on (laughs) and i saw parents covering their children's eyes because they clearly also didn't know what they were coming for (laughs) Oh yeah, uh, but Avenue Q was not <laughs> Avenue Q is not what they expected. <laughs> yeah, and you were right yeah. on that one. This is, and again, people who know their Broadway would know this from the first word puppets. Mm-hmm. It's it's the puppet dirty musical. It's Avenue mm-hmm. Q, which I think gets. Uh, is it Richard Lopez who wrote the music for Book of Mormon and Avenue Q? Uh, yeah, uh, back to back yeah. in this round. Also Frozen, because <laughs> he's got range. <laughs> Fair enough there. Uh, number five, let me cue this one up, a biblical story that ends in crucifixion told via rock songs. Oh, well, I guess this, this is probably a Weber. I mean, it's a biblical story. It's probably going to be a Weber. (laughs) There are a non-zero number of biblical stories in Broadway. The question is, which one is identified by the rest of the haiku? Yeah, I, I picked up this one. Yeah, at first, I was actually between two of them, but I think I'm going with the second of my thoughts because it is, you know, like you said, rock star. So uh, that that kind of leads me to, to Starlight to much... Express. <laughs> <laughs> Starlight Express the butthole cut. What? No. What? Why? What? Why? Wait, wait. Wouldn't that be the exhaust cut? Oh, no. No. Do not cut the exhaust, please. Those... Do not cut the cutting the exhaust. No. 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 Oh, Those... Jesus Christ. Those Superstar? rollerbladers need all the help Superstar. they can get. Yeah, no, Aaron and Brittany tag team this one. Uh, biblical story that ends in crucifixion told via rock songs has to be Jesus Christ Jesus Superstar. Christ. Uh, despite the fact that there are a couple biblical stories uh, in Broadway, a couple that are told via rock songs, there's only the one well-known show that ends in crucifixion, and that's why that one had to be pinned the way it did. Because number six is biblical story that doesn't end the same way told by an Osmond. Oh, okay. this... Oh... What? Oh, this this might be the other one I was thinking of. I, I possibly. I'm, I I'm not sure. I have if two, it's... but told by I think it's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think this is a very colorful musical. Would I be right in saying that's that? what I was thinking? Oh yeah. Okay. I was between two as well, but your commentary is pointing me towards a colorful one. Is this Joseph and his 
amazing technicolor multicolor red and yellow and blue and orange and purple and aqua and uh, dream coat puce blurple uh you didn't say that one but yeah this is this is uh the second of at least three <laughs> biblical stories told uh by a broadway musical this is joseph the amazing technicolor dream coat uh for the record this concludes the biblical stuff there is no god spell in this round okay <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> but I was hoping that there would be two red herrings for Godspell. And uh, both in the, the general knowledge game and the Broadway-specific game, uh, people wagged at, at Godspell. So it did its job. Mm. Uh, this hey. is going to play easy for number seven. Revolution first, then affair, politics, duel. So many Tonys. How many so, How many Tonys did they get? Like, un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, sept, <laughs> neuf? I guess I am not sure what this one is then. Okay, that you, I I I was with it until so many Tonys because then that made me hard swerve to guys and dolls. Ah, but no, couple ways now you that you're talking that. about the other Tonys, I get yeah. it. Okay, this uh, um I can't. Yeah. I've run, I've run out of steam on this one. You're throwing uh, away your shot. Oh, so maybe I am right on this one. So, like, if I wanted to tip the actors, I'd probably give them tens, right? That would be appropriate. Okay. Because it's all about... And a way to see the show for super cheap. Yeah, it's all about the Hamiltons, right? Exactly. This is In the Heights, but historical edition. I mean, Hamilton. (laughs) Oh! Okay, I was wrong. Uh... I was thinking Les Mis. Oh, well. Oh. well. To be fair, there is some revolution in Les Mis, just uh, not a duel. Uh, and nowhere near as many Tonys, surprisingly enough. Oh, yeah. I, if I remember right, people did attempt uh, to guess Les Mis who hadn't familiarized themselves with Hamilton at the time that I first presented this, which was a couple years ago. So, you know, Hamilton, the streaming experience hadn't come out yet and it cost nine million dollars to go see it live something like that all right three to go we're in the home stretch number eight big group of hippies protest the vietnam war drugs and sex ensue the dawning of the age of aquarius i feel well when the moon is in the seventh house (laughs) of the rising sun wait that's not how any of this works (laughs) i think i just have here's my my brush Here's my weird in into this one. Uh, do you remember the sitcom Head of the Class? I do. I just they heard of that earlier. They did this today. musical. In, That's right, they and, did. Yes, they did. And it was kind of, uh, you know, it was a little scandalous because I believe that there's a <gasps> nude scene in it. Actually, fun fact, Head of the Class also filmed at Walter Reed Medical School. <laughs> Walter Reed Middle School, sorry. (laughs) Oh, middle school, okay. I was like, hold on. Come full circle now. Do you want to reveal this one? Before we pull our hair hair out? Give men lots of hair. Long, beautiful hair. Yep, uh, not to be confused with hairspray, which had more spray, frankly. That's the fundamental difference in the plot structures. Yes, but it had one of the best voices in musicals ever. (laughs) Damn right it did. Uh, Number nine, we've got two more of these in Broadway haikus. Two showbiz scammers try to fund an awful show, but people love it. Oh, no. Okay. 
is hmm i i mean i can make you a star sweetheart it's springtime for someone i suppose <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah um yeah. i i've never seen the musical of this i only saw the movie release I've- Mm-hmm. I haven't seen either. I've only heard a couple songs from this, but I think I've got it from the haiku. I have seen the stage show. I have not seen the movie version, to be honest with oh. you. Oh. Mm. Uh, is this um, the, the the people that I have in my ear right now telling me uh, that this is the producers? Yeah, well done to That's the what team I on that one. Uh, yeah, you, you love Mel Brooks's work uh, on, on the big screen, but yeah, no, he's he's got some some theatrical writing chops too for sure all right number 10 as we wrap this up uh girl with skin issues finds the force inside her but not of nature hmm um oh oh this might be i don't know uh i mean it's not easy being green i suppose um oh I guess. yeah okay yeah are you, are no, you with that, me on that? a pretty wicked clue. Yeah, as, I, as I've said before, it is my favorite musical of all time where the plot has to do with candles. But that's because I'm terrible with homographs. This is, in fact, wicked. The, the force of nature there being gravity. Or not, because it was defied. That's the whole point. Oh! Right. Oh, cat w- wicked. Okay, got you. Yep. Now I get it. Oh! <laughs> I just thought you were talking about the song. As long as you're mine. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Him awesome candles. Right. Yeah. So that was it That's for my uh, Broadway round. haikus round. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I know we're coming up on a, on a hard out time and we are right at the end. So uh, should we put a pin on this one and see if it donkeys? Okie doke. Sure. Uh, sh- I, what? I don't know. It was an just, ass just of a segue, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brittany, if the people want to find you and and compliment you on your work, where would they do that? Uh, They could find me at twitch.tv forward slash Ginny Pond. That's G-I-N-N-Y-P-O-N-D for Ginny's Cozy Quiz, Friday nights at 930 Central. And uh, since it seems Aaron is having a microphone issue right now, do you want to give uh, some plug information for him and his work as well? Uh, sure. If you are looking to find Aaron live, check Fargo, North Dakota, where you can find your trivia smash events. Uh, if you're looking to find him online, he co-writes my game, so you can find him at Ginny Pond's Twitch TV channel, too. Whatever URL you want to use to find that, I suggest twitch.tv slash Ginny Pond uh, <laughs> for that as well. But you can also kind of find him around the Discord uh, if you're in the LK Nation as well. Yeah, he's pretty ever-present. How about you, James? Well, you can find me on Facebook at The Trivia Nerd, Instagram at The Trivia Nerd, Twitter at The Trivia Nerd. You can email me, thetrivianerd at gmail.com, and I also have a website. Everybody say it with me, thetrivianerd.com. Muckface.net. Dear Corey, you know what you must do. Hipster, you and yours, go. Uh, so um, I'm currently on hiatus at the minute here at the Pinnacle Larder. We're currently undergoing refurbishment, uh, but we will be back at some point. So 
uh, head to facebook.pinnaclelarder.com. Give us a like and a follow over there and uh, stay updated on what's going on. All things Antarctic penguin iceberg pub thing. Cool. <laughs> I was waiting to see if there was one more word you were going to add to that. Uh, as for Trivia. me and my, there you go. Uh, as for me and my quote unquote empire, uh, once again, I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, I am online four streams a week at uh, twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. That's courage with a K. Uh, live in the Chicagoland area a couple times a week uh, along with my co-hosts. And uh, by the time this episode releases, we will have started our first new show out of market in New Jersey, specifically Manville, New Jersey. Check us out on facebook.com slash liquid courage for details and uh, shoot us a message if you know of a host uh, who's interested in being part of the family and a venue who's interested in quality trivia written by probably other people, but I get paid for it anyway. Uh, that's it for me. As far as us, uh, you can always reach us by a Gmail at uh, quadriviapod. That's quadriviapod at gmail.com. Uh, quadriviapod on all the socials, Twister, uh, Twister, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, of course, the website is quadriviapodcast.com for your keyword challenge, uh, suggestions, your votes, and ideas for upcoming episodes. We would love for you to uh, drop us some emails and messages on the website uh, for trivia anecdotes, uh, your favorite stories about pub trivia experiences that you've had as a host or as a player. Uh, we would love to, to hear those and we can read them off on a future episode. Uh, and don't forget, um, it costs me a bunch of money to put this out. So uh, if you want to make it cost me less money, uh, we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash quadriviapod or quadriviapodcast, whichever one works and looks like Corey put some work into it. Uh, with that said, uh, Aaron's not going to do the outro because his mic isn't working. So tipster, in your best Aaron impression, send us out of here. Uh, 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 goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go? Okay, sorry. Fireworks in the background. Uh, two seconds. And those are a different kind of banger. <laughs> See, banger in this context means explosive. <laughs>